I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast, exploring the lives of the great poisoners and poisoning cases from across the centuries, and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 35! 35! Saints Alive, it's 35! Is that a thing? Uh, yes. Is that a bingo thing? Uh, no. <laughs> I thought you were being clever and bingo No, I think I heard it somewhere once, and then when I turned 35, I shouted it a lot, and people told me to stop. It was wise of them. How are you, Nick? I'm very well. Yay! <laughs> How are you? I'm all right. This is the first time we started an episode with extra cocktails. Yes, this is the pre-cocktail cocktail. This is. Normally, we, we sometimes have a soft drink. We sometimes might get a little gin because it takes us a while to set up. But you just went all out. You no, just went in there mixing, like, mixing. I want a drink. What have yeah. you got? Well, I've got a red hook because I Ooh. like them a lot. You love a red hook. I do love a red hook. They are very delicious. Yes. And we did use it on one episode. Mm. We do use it on our episode, yes. And not to be outdone. Yum, yum. Well, Nick was going through his cupboards going, I need to make more uses of this lychee liqueur. And I went, I'll have a shot of that. So I've got a tiny dented glass of lychee liqueur. Glass. It is very dented. It's gorgeous. It's so perfumed and lovely. And I, I feel very special. I feel like a lady of the South. Okay. You are a lady of the South. You live in the South of England. They're... Lady of Kent. They're, they're often, they're known for their lychees. They're known for that. Uh, lychees, not, not so much over no. here. Where do lychees come from? China? Yeah, sort of Asian-y. Asian, yes. That, that's that neck of the woods. East. 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 The Orient. The mystic Orient. <laughs> Potentially. Or, I don't know, it could be France. <laughs> Any poisonings this week? No. No? It's very oh, dull of no. late. Oh. All your plans of Afghan glade. <laughs> they have that they have but no it's been very unexciting well the weather's turned it gets the dark. weather has turned indeed we need to use the cover of darkness right I'm you're really looking work. like you're actually yes, really thinking about thinking, it how would that work i would get the wrong thing in the wrong glass oh yeah yeah actually and i was i was imagining you mixed. sneaking up on people going ah but poisoning yeah, that, that that's, really... no, that's not how poisoning works <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a really bad poisoner. If Sneaking you're up on someone. Ah, uh, uh, can you just drink this, please? Yes. Put <laughs> a cocktail. Very nice. <laughs> I, I'd be fine with that <laughs> on a darkened street. So that's perhaps not the way to go. Oh, well. You know what we should do, Nick? What should we do? We should thank our Patreon we subscribers. Hello. Sexy, sexy Patreon subscribers. Lovely people. We would like to thank Matt Toppin. So, and thank you very much to Phoebe for joining us on this exciting Patreon poisoning adventure. And thank you, Heather, Buzzle, and what Nick said. 
Yes. You really overdid your one, well, didn't I, you? Well, I, to be honest, I thought that was the last one. Because last time I looked, there wasn't that one. So then a new person sprung, sprung that on me. I wasn't expecting, Heather. <laughs> Just like, yes, thank you. That's a little bit like the Wizard of Oz. I'm like, Scarecrow, I think I'll miss you most of all. The others are like, wow, that's just mean. <laughs> Heather and Matt, I love you. Now Nick I sound like a bastard. Clearly drawn a line in the sand where his favourites are on Patreon. No, we love all of you. Thank you so much for joining us on the Patreon journey. It's been fun over on Patreon. We've gotten spooky. We're getting all Halloweeny. We've got yes. some really good episodes coming up with some special we have guests. Some exciting things coming up. Shall be revealed soon. If you reveal them to me as well, because I'm, 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 I'm going. Yes, that sounds great. I don't know what's going on. I, I just do what I'm told. So, Nick. Yes. Are you ready? To drink cocktails and talk mm. about poison. Well, I've already got a cocktail. Or, or we we could throw that away and drink poison and talk about cocktails. See now, I have never heard you talk such nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing, Throwing away a cocktail. What a madness cocktail is this? Away. What the hell are you talking about, woman? <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're getting old, when you you can't finish a drink. And I never thought that would happen. Oh, it does. I get very upset. I mean, it's been a long week. It's a Friday night. I'm at work and I think, oh, I'm just really looking forward to a nice couple of glasses of wine yeah. tonight. Watch a film or something like that. I get home. Oh, I don't want a glass of wine. <laughs> or, I have, or I pour a glass of wine and go, I, really I can't even finish that. the first glass of wine. <laughs> I mean, God, I used to be like three bottles a night. Jesus. Well, when I, was, when I was younger and going out partying and such like, I drink That's used, a lot of wine. Drink, not every night. I mean, I, mean a, I can drink a lot of gin, to a, be fair. On a Friday night or something with friends, I could easily get through three yeah. bowls. Not a problem. Oh, but yeah. now it's like one glass and I'm going, oh, that's oh, enough no, for me. It's just effort. Oh, I just want, an, just, early, want an early oh, night amazing. and an early morning. I want to get up with the But door. I don't do that. I have an early <laughs> night that I have a very late morning as well. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, didn't really work. You always convince yourself when you're talking to people when you haven't really had a big night out and go oh you know it was really nice waking up nice and fresh and early and not with no. a hangover and then you just wander around your house going what do i do at yes, this time of day yeah. <laughs> brunch it's it's seven well let's just start yeah, drinking now it's generally upsetting well that won't be the issue tonight i should hope not for there shall be many cocktails and there <laughs> should be many stories well, at least two seeing as we're here we're going to drink cocktails we're going to talk about poisons but obviously we can't we can't we can't start talking about poison without a cocktail in hand see whenever you do that you go we can't we can't we can't i always think it's the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it always in my head. I think you're going to go because, oh, no. because, 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 because. <laughs> Nick, every time I do it, I have the same thing in my head. <laughs> it's like, she's going to do it one day. She's going because, to do it one because, day. Because, 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 because of the wonderful <laughs> drinks we <laughs> have. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Someone... And you've always disappointed me so far by not bursting into song. There we go. Moving on. So. We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. We can't go forward without a drink in hand. It doesn't really work. So, as you know, every week we create a cocktail inspired by the tale that we tell and it is flavoured with a secret ingredient from the story. My story this week. It is. So the secret ingredient is cider. Cider. So I feel we've had we've obviously we've had the cider conversation before when we, we had have. apples as yes. an ingredient. And we went on a whole thing about hard cider and soft cider and medium 
firm the cider. Um, Medium firm. <laughs> Just need to the touch. <laughs> Slightly squidgy. Um, we did online, I think a few people weighed in and the Amer- our lovely, lovely American listeners weighed in saying, like, oh, you can have normal cider, but, but hard cider oh, We're America. going through it again, apparently. I know, we're doing, I, know. We're doing it again. I don't think we did it on air, did we? <laughs> oh, yes, we did. Oh, we did. Oh, that's fine. I don't remember. But yes, hard cider this week. None of your little fancy cinnamon stick in there. No, no. we're talking Somerset proper west country cider yes yes we are yes we are mm, yes. cider you love a cider don't i do you? love a cider I'm, I'm a great very partial to a cider on a summer's day a summer's day I'm very pleasant i like cider i like good cider well know. no one likes bad cider yeah because bad cider is a stuff of nightmares oh god yes we've all had stories where as teenagers we drank oh, the cheap cider the strongbow oh god and it's just poison. It's literally poison. <laughs> the greatest poison of them all is festival strength cider. Don't do it, people. Cherish your brains. <laughs> well, actually, Kent, funny, funny story. Yeah, Kent produces more cider than the West Country. It does. It does. <laughs> but um, anyway, Somerset. Well, I drink most of it. Lovely cider here. There are people who are <laughs> apple presses going, press for God's sake. Nick has needs. Well, with cider as the inspiration, lovely, lo- I'm going to go West Country here. I lovely, lovely cider. Lovely cider, lovely cider. Uh, it's a lovely cooling drink. But what have you come up with in terms of a cocktail? <laughs> well, there are lots of options. So I very nearly went down sort of a, uh, a hot cidery mm. thing. But I thought, it is dark and rainy outside, but we're not there just yet, I feel. A hot a, spice cider a, is pretty Oh, it is lovely. Good. It is lovely, but I think we're not, it's still not the season not quite. Not quite. We're not quite Another there yet. Another two weeks. Yep. Halloween, hot spiced hard cider with I'm some Calvados in once, there. Once we hit November, I'm all for the hot spicy things. Um, <laughs> but we're not there. We're not there just yet. Okay. <laughs> so I've gone for something different. Okay. What have you gone with? Well, it's actually surprisingly light and bubbly. We've gone for a hazy daiquiri. A hazy daiquiri? A hazy daiquiri. Oh, interesting. So, so I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking daiquiri, but with cider. Pretty much. Yay! <laughs> oh, it sounds delicious. It sounds love a daiquiri. Yeah, love a daiquiri. Love some cider. Love some cider. Love that happens. hazy feeling that you get from yeah. drinking copious amounts and all the cocktails that we've had apparently so far. Yay! <laughs> so, without further ado, I think it's time for us to go into the Boysner's Cabinet Kitchen and shake up a storm. See you in a minute. See you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. So, a hazy daiquiri. A hazy daiquiri. Hazy daiquiri. It's, it looks interesting. It looks hazy. So, yes, I was in the kitchen. Obviously, we were both in the poisonous cabinet kitchen. Seeing you mix this up. I, I have questions. <laughs> uh, but why don't you talk us through it, Nick? Well, a lot of cidery cocktails are, as we discussed, very autumnal. Yes. Lots of mould things or hot things. I like those. Which is very, which is very nice, absolutely. We're not there yet. You've just, you've just decided we're not there yet, no, and today has been torrential downpour. Has, but no, I'm not prepared to succumb to... <laughs> Peer pressure. <laughs> to, ...to that, absolutely. <laughs> so it's called a hazy daiquiri. There is a cider maker, producer... Presser. Presser. Cidery. ...in Somerset called Thatcher's. They make a cloudy cider called Haze. And this is where this comes from. Oh my! So it's a Thatcher's um, original, So it's a Thatcher's it? original, original cocktail. Oh. So it could be terrible. <laughs> but um, we're going to give it a go. Um, so I don't mind if Thatcher's. Thatcher's is no, quite a nice... It's, it's a perfectly pleasant cider. It's one I drink fairly regularly. Yeah, it's sort of mass-produced, that one, but, it is, yeah. but it's a nice, it's a nice Somerset one. one. Yeah. You know, if you're going to get a can of something, you definitely go for that. Yeah, exactly. Was this on their own website? This was on, the, this was on their website, and <laughs> okay. there was a whole selection of cocktails to make with Thatcher's cider. Okay, talk us through it then. Um, so we have, I mean, daiquiri. So we have a base of rum. Nice. Unsurprisingly. Bacardi 
white rum. Uh, we have lemon rather than lime. Okay, lemon and apple. I get it. So, I which get I think it, yeah. probably because of the cider, I think lime might be yeah. a bit hashy with cider. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've gone for lemon, but then a bit of sugar syrup, nice. as you would expect in daiquiri, and then some cider. Okay. Um, now this is Ooh. a carbonated, slightly fizzy cider, so it's not entirely flat. So I'm yeah, expecting some sort it. of sparkly <laughs> fizziness <laughs> going on. So yeah. Okay. So well, it's going to be interesting. Well, let's dive in and try it. The, yeah. uh, the hazy daiquiri. The hazy daiquiri. Courtesy yeah. of Thatchers, who uh, we, they can sponsor us if they're listening. <laughs> okay, mm. let's try. Mm. I find that very pleasant. That's all right. Yeah. That's actually really nice. Yeah. Oh, that's surprising. And you can actually tell the daiquiri. That mm, citrus, mm, citrus mm. and rum thing. It's got the cider kick as well. The cidery kick. I actually, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. I'm pleasantly surprised by that too. I was really expecting yeah, that you were, to you be were a not nightmare. Expecting much. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, but with the lemon is a change actually with mm. the rum because I mean I love lime, but it sometimes not work with that. lime can just kick over to being too bitter. Yeah. And that wouldn't work at all. No, but it wouldn't work with that. But I, yeah, I think that's actually that, very oh, pleasant. I mean, second sip, second sip, just to make sure, just to, yeah. to double check. That's damn tasty. Again, it's a really simple recipe that they couldn't really get that wrong. No, indeed, indeed. And they did a small... It's only a small measure, isn't it? Of, oh, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Quantities and things will be out on social later on today. We don't expect that the lovely folks over in the States will be able to get this particular brand um, <laughs> of, <laughs> of cider. cider. But whatever, like. it probably works that it's a fizzy one. Yes, a sparkling cider. I wouldn't cider. go with a flat one, but any sort of sparkling cider I think would do you a treat on this one. Just nothing too cheap, you know. Go for a nice local produced one. Yeah. Use it as an occasion to go out in October, go apple picking. Uh, <laughs> you I think... are quite obsessed with the picking of seasonal fruits. Yes, I am, because no one will fucking do it with me. I want to pick seasonal fruits and vegetables. Listen to this week's Patreon. Sinead goes on for a rant for at least half an hour yes about how no one will go pumpkin picking with her i know um, i want to go and pick a pumpkin and no one will no one we're will. all bastard but Never now you want to go apple picking daiquiri apple picking, picking daiquiri picking <laughs> rum picking i will do the lot <laughs> guys go mad you've got cider at your at your disposal wherever you are so mix up whatever you can just see what happens just see have a happens. cider just yeah. have a cider oh well with our hazy daiquiris firmly in hand are you ready for a story, Nick? Oh, I should hope so. Hooray! So with cider as our inspiration, as our yes. secret ingredient, where could we be going, Nick? Where could we be going but Somerset in England? Nice. Yes, I did go with cider, Somerset. This is where this week's story is set. It seemed obvious. It was either that or cheddar. Cheesy cocktail would have been more challenging, I feel. It would have, yeah. But no, Somerset, what else could we have but cider? As we tell the tale of Sarah Freeman. I do not know this tale. Ah, I'm this intrigued. was a tale that was sent to us by our lovely friend Tim Cloak. Well, how excellent. Thank you very much, Master Tim. One of our expert witnesses over on Patreon, a master historian and a big fan of the show. And he lives, he doesn't live in Somerset. He lives in Devon, uh, which is next door. Yep. Very cool. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So Sarah Friedman, we are firmly in cider country. So get your ear of corn and your straw hat. Is this going to be poison cider? No. It's not. It's just cider because we're in Somerset. Because that would have been cheating, I feel. It's more inspiration, so Somerset cider uh, inspired (laughs) it. Oh, now it comes in. Oh, it's more inspiration. It's inspired, so it's cider. Because there's many things in here that I could have picked. You you pick the ingredients as we go along, so we'll see what happens. Sarah Freeman, there is a picture of her that will accompany this episode, and I swear to God, it is a weird sketch of her, probably at trial. Bonnet, kind of, at this time. So we're in the 1800s, around... Uh, she was born in 1817, and she died in 1845. Oh, right, but this okay. picture of her, there is some sort of scarf thing round her neck, and I swear to god when you see the picture it either looks like a giant snake or someone's lower intestine nice this is how this sketch looks and there's no way that it can be fashion but apparently that's what she was wearing so yes yeah, she's striking I'm, from I'm the now start intrigued by this. i want to see the picture <laughs> sarah freeman she was born sarah uh, dimmond in shapwick in 1817 charming charming village charming. delightful in somerset not far from glastonbury She's nice. very, ah, and also now loud music. And yes, <laughs> now very different. Yeah, now very much, yeah, drum and bass. Drum and bass. Well, I don't know, is that, is, it was a loud music that I could think of. The rock and roll. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> and now Sarah came from a poor family, poor but honest. Her parents were Charles and Mary. Sarah was lucky enough to receive an education. Very lucky. Very lucky. Damn lucky. In Somerset. A yeah. girl going to school. A witch! God! <laughs> She went to the local school. School wasn't that much good because Sarah, by all accounts, had a terrible temper. (laughs) Oh, yes. She was said to have a vicious temper and it worried her lovely parents greatly. It was just written that she just was constantly in a rage. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just wandering around, smashing things. Tearing at books. But at school, she did learn to read, write, and was instructed in the use of a needle. Excellent. Hopefully for sewing. <laughs> or possibly as some sort of surgeon. <laughs> that was a very good school out in Shadwick, the small village <laughs> of Somerset. There's injections and stitching people <laughs> up. It's, yeah. Botox, early Botox it was. <laughs> but this foul temper of her got her in trouble more than once at school. Yeah, there must have been a softer side to Sarah somewhere along the way in between the mad bouts of tempers and, and stabbing people with needles. Because by the time Sarah was 18, she had left school. At 18, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Normally it's like, out by nine? <laughs> Why is that school? Well, she may have left school earlier. <laughs> right, okay. But it yeah. is remarked in the, the limited records of the time that definitely by the age of 18, she had not one, 
but two illegitimate children. Oh, that's good going. <gasps> yes, yes. And and you can imagine, at the time, scandal. Oh, God, yes, absolutely. Not exactly um, welcomed. No, indeed not. Would not do at all for a woman to be brazenly conducting affairs or bedding their way around the village and bearing not one but two children. One is, we can ignore that, but two, come <laughs> on, they're, they're there, we can see them. It was quite enough for the people of Shapwick. So Sarah was effectively chased out of the village. <laughs> Whether she was hounded out, they said. Now, I don't know whether that was just they nodded in that direction yeah. and just go, or whether there were pitchforks. I, I, I think, I, I'm, see, I'm thinking pitchforks, flaming torches. Just hurling shit at her. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, either way, she left. And she headed off to the heady heights of Bridgewater. My God. Bustling market town down the street. Oh, yeah, not the street. Down, <laughs> across the county slightly. Bridgewater, which uh, is a wonderful place. It's got a really interesting history, which I won't go into, um, but it is home to the Brick and Tile Museum. Nice. I have no nothing more to add, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it has a re- Genuinely, it's got a really interesting history of all sorts of political history and stuff like that there. Uh, first place, I think, to oppose slavery in Britain. Nice. Good for them. And I also liked in the Middle Ages, it had markets that sold wool and wine. An excellent combination. Excellent combination. You need sweaters and to get drunk. Sarah moves to Bridgewater. It's a town. There's more people there. So Sarah thinks she's going to make use of the skills that she has. She's going to... Shagging people. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> Shag- she know- she's had two kids. Yeah. I mean, she's she must be really good at it. She's had sex twice. At least twice. I mean, wow. Can you imagine such a thing? <laughs> I can't, actually, no. <laughs> In Bridgewater, she becomes a prostitute. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Small town, but, you know, people have needs. Well, absolutely, yeah. People got to work. People got needs. So. People are drinking that cider all day. Yeah. They need someone to hold. Apparently, she moved to London for a short time to ply her trade but then quickly moved back home again not a competition I would imagine in yes London. I'm wondering what happened up in London is it just that they are they do terrible depraved things and she's like no 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 back to Bridgewater or that she was just rubbish uh, yes Bridgewater probably a relatively small town probably not, not as it not that much competition she goes up there there's Set, prostitutes sell, everywhere sell her own rates sort of thing so <laughs> it's, it's, it's a seller's market um <laughs> As, as it were, but London, it's all over the place. Wall-to-wall hookers. Wall-to-wall hookers. And she's probably a little bit of a country bumpkin, yeah. so she's standing in the middle of the strand, just banging pots and pans together. Get your shags here! Is that how it works? <laughs> well, for her. The other prostitutes are a bit more refined. A bit more refined, yeah. But either way, <laughs> London does not work out for her. So back to Bridgewater she goes. And she falls pregnant once again in Bridgewater. You know, prostitutes shagging around. Yeah, it's going to happen. Accidents are going to happen. But this one, oh my God, it comes with more scandal if you can believe it. Surely not. For the man with whom she committed improper intimacy was a clergyman. How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> oh, it's going to be a vicar. Well, what, there's not other options for scandal, really. No, no. When you said that, I thought, oh, it's going to be a vicar. a vicar. You know, the local chimney sweeper. <gasps> but what the clergyman does is he doesn't want the scandal, but he wants to do the right thing by so. young Sarah. And, you know, he nobly puts his hand in his pocket and pays another man to marry her. <laughs> solves all it your solves problems. All, all the problems, absolutely. Yep. Enter Henry Freeman, who got a cash sum for wedding Sarah. I don't know if he knew her. I don't know if he was known to either of them before. He was just wandering the streets. Marry this woman. There's a tenor. May well have happened. Shockingly enough, they did, they get married, but the arrangement was reportedly the source of many arguments between the pair. Well, not entirely surprising, I feel. <laughs> he said, you've shined a vicar. Who are you? Why are you in my house? 
But she, and she's got three children now. She has got three children. Three children that we know of. Or two of. and one of the way or something. Two, something like that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that we know of, yeah. So she and Henry settle in a cottage in Pedwell. It's a hamlet near Ashcott. This is just a geography lesson. Yeah, Somerset. I have no idea what either of those places are. So. I've never been to Somerset. I don't know why I'm going <laughs> no, into this much Pedwell. detail. It's a, yes, I know it well. It's a hamlet near Ashcott. <laughs> I have no idea what either of those places are. No one else does. Um. The funny thing is, in, again, during these stories, I try and research the areas. Like, oh, is there any interesting history? history or ghost stories or anything like that <laughs> i read the wikipedia entry for ashcott which is the kind of village of this is a hamlet and ashcott is bloody proud of itself and this wikipedia entry <laughs> it's the most boring detailed bit of admin which they really prosper about and there's no reason this town should have a wikipedia entry but by god it does <laughs> i might share it later but there's sarah henry her son james her young son james a uh, daughter is somewhere as well uh we, we let's assume number three is on the way mm-hmm. and there's a lodger also named john wake i don't think the lodger does anything in it he's just there he's just there she shacked up with this man house for the boys not really her choice she's stuck in there with her kids and, ugh, and sarah's beginning to feel a little bit bitter a little bit disgruntled and that famous temper is starting to swell and rise within her. And she decides that things need to change around here. It's a very common theme on a lot of our stories. Yeah. Woman shacked up. Yeah. Not really terribly happy. Unhappy. Yeah. Oh, look. Death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you assume. Oh, I, you assume I, my apologies. death. I, I, yes. <laughs> she thought she'd change her ways and change professions. <laughs> it was a priest all along. He killed them all. <laughs> no, it was that one day... Seven-year-old James was not expecting that one. Begins to complain of stomach. Oh, fuck's sake! Not yeah. bloody... He begins to vomit. He's put to bed. The sickness worsens through the night, and by the following morning, he is dead. Ooh. Poor little James. What do they think the cause is? Oh, cholera! Cholera! Cholera. I think we need a sound effect for cholera, actually. Cholera chimes or something. Yes. That sounds a bit jolly for such a horrible thing. Cholera castanets. <laughs> you need to get... Oh, we need to get castanets. get castanets. I had a I pair do. of castanets when I was a kid and I could not make them work. Oh, no. That's They're it. impossible. How people do it, I don't know. Anyway. Practice and, and skill. <laughs> we just actually have the sound effect for cholera is just bad castanets. Me just going, Fuck! <laughs> Yep, cholera. No one questions this child's death because yeah. cholera is, of course, rampant, rampant in the marshes and in the places, in the villages, in the towns, and the cities. It's everywhere. No investigation, no questioning into the ground. Poor young James goes. But not long after, close to Christmas in 1843, husband Henry is also struck by a mysterious illness. Is this cholera as well? No, it seems like he has the same symptoms. Yes, stomachache and vomiting and heart palpitations. Mm. Oh, God. This time the doctor does visit and and takes an interest because he's a grown-up, apparently. Oh, yes, he can pay. (laughs) He has money. I'm just going to pat him down for a second. Is that his wallet? I need that for his (laughs) diagnosis. But he, of course, diagnoses cholera. Leaves him some vague drugs. They just say they leave him drugs. Nothing is to be done. Henry is dead, but hours later. Oh, wow. Yes. So, son is dead. Husband is dead. Sarah is alone. What happened vague. with the daughter? The daughter is still there. The daughter She's is in, still in the vaguely there. Somewhere, somewhere wandering around going, Mummy, shush, shush, I have a plan. The lodger is the just going, somewhere. I see nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, luckily for Sarah, though, Henry was a member of the beautifully named... Life and Death Club. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar. What is the Life and Death it's Club? It's not an offshoot from Gilmore Girls. 
uh, which I've never seen, but I, b- I believe is, it's is a that, reference that in that. I, I, I googled it, and Gilmore Girls came up a lot. Oh, so right. anyone who's watched Gilmore Girls, I never saw it. But no, yeah. see, no. I, in my head, I've got sort of like the Hellfire Club thing going on, <laughs> and it's really exciting. Like they go there every every week. Someone dies. It's life or death. <laughs> the <laughs> <Could be> dominoes. <laughs> No, unfortunately, it's not a fantastic underground secret club of drinkers and dancers and writers and poets. And murderers. It's just some life insurance. Oh, that's boring. Uh, you you really built that up to sorry. something exciting. It's, I think there were early forms of insurance, but what not insurance. That Essentially, if someone dies, you get money. Yay! And she gets, she gets the princely, princely sum of £20. I'll probably keep you going for a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And in this day and age, that's equivalent to £6 million. I think, I think you may have made that up. It, it's six million or 60. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a number between those two. It's a number between those two. But she has 20 pounds. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Oh my God. So she is ready to live the high life. She is like, great, fantastic. Off to London. Off to London. She goes again. Up her game as a prostitute. Did she in not London. learn from her previous experience? <laughs> Maybe because she's got the money. She's got London capital to invest. <laughs> invest in things. She's going to get a bed this time. Actually invest in underwear. We probably don't want that, really, do you? Oh, come the tease, Nick, the tease. <laughs> <laughs> she saw all the other prostitutes wearing clothes and she thought, I need to get me some of those. Now, you mentioned earlier on about wondering where her other children are. Yes. So I'm going to read you a uh, little transcript from uh, not, not long after her trial. We are told that her seven-year-old daughter was at her Sunday school, apparently in very good health on the afternoon of the Sabbath day, but on the following morning was a corpse. Oh, God, that's dramatic. Mm. It is said that the symptoms of her illness resembled those which would follow the administration of poison. Great pain and violent cramps. Sometime after this, the prisoner went away from the neighbourhood. It was believed to be London. Well, there we go. Mm. So, yes, little daughter is dispatched, allegedly. She's not around. She's not not mentioned in anything else. Because I was looking for ages going, where are the rest of her children? She's not going to scrimp and save. Sarah is just blowing her money up in London. Money runs out. And Sarah has to return to Somerset. But this time she goes back to Bridgewater and asks her family if she can stay with them. Because she broke. I can't imagine her being that popular. No, 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 no. That's got a sting, yeah, yeah, as well. Like fancy life up in London. I was a successful hooker. What are you doing now? Oh, I, I, can't, I can't imagine she had a fancy life. <laughs> I'm feeling. I'd... No, she's not very popular when she goes home. Uh, particularly, her brother Charles is appalled. Does not want her near the house. He's most displeased. Most, most, most displeased. Most displeased. She has horrendous rates. <laughs> she's getting her London ways, and it's like. <laughs> You can't charge London prices here, love. <laughs> Most displeased. Brother is barring the door, going, you can't come in. I don't want you in this house. We know what you've been up to. And Sarah thinks, okay, fine. I'm just going to go shopping. <laughs> Sidesteps away. Yes, off Sarah goes to the Bridgewater chemist shop. And right. there she requests a Thrupney bottle of arsenic. A thrupney bottle. That is thrupney an, bottle. That's an excellent quantity of bottle. Three penny bottle. Three penny <laughs> bottle. Of arsenic. Arsenic. Arsenic alarm. Arsenic alarm. Rats, she says. So many rats I have yeah. to kill. Uh, and then the chemist, um, I think it's not the chemist, it may be his apprentice, but he wisely says, uh, uh, no, I, I, I can't yeah, really can't do really this. Do this. Don't know you and everything. Sorry, but she manages to persuade him. It's okay because she explains. Well, there's no sex involved. No, there's no no sex involved. No, no. She. She's... I will procedural with my breath. 
Watch the dance of the breasts. <laughs> Swinging I like pendulums. I hypnotized you. <laughs> so give me arsenic. <laughs> Follow them. Wow. Those are saggy. <laughs> no, she uses a much better explanation. Okay. Much better reason for why she needs this arsenic. Rats. Like, okay, well, no, no, she says rats and everything. Yeah. But they say, like, oh, we don't know you. And she says, don't worry, don't you? She persuades him by explaining that she is the sister of the local postman. Right. And that's all she says. Yeah. Okay. I mean, local, local postman. Is it a man of integrity and respect amongst the village? Apparently so, because they just go, oh, fine, have the arsenic. What kind of postman operates well, in Somerset? But then you, I suppose they're thinking, well, we know who the postman is. We know Happy George the postman. Um, <laughs> oh, Happy George. Or whatever it is. Oh, does he have a backstory? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I imagine him with a limp. Oh, I think potentially, yeah. He's, I mean, he's seen trouble times. Oh, he has seen trouble times, but he's persevered. He's got through them. He's come out the other side. He's a stronger for it. Um, he's a good church-going man. Yeah, absolutely. So I think his sister, of course, we are going to trust. Obviously. Happy George's sister. Oh, yeah. No, uh, actually, I buy it 100% yeah, exactly. now. Yeah, so, Oh, Happy George's sister. They go, okay, fine. If you're the sister of the postmaster, please take all of the arsenic. They do have a caveat as they sell her the arsenic and say okay well if you're because the postmaster's sister <laughs> well apparently they lift up the bottle and really purposely point out the words poison over and over right, again yeah well and they go can you see the words poison this is poisonous poison 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 if she didn't know it was poisonous she fucking knows now right well no fair enough so that's their little health and safety check we've said it we've said it tick that off the list so off she goes with the poison <laughs> Did you do that as you left the, left the door? <laughs> yes. What was that? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I caught... <laughs> I'm off to the postman. Back, Sarah goes to the family home and she manages to shove her way into the house whilst her brother Charles and get out of my way whatever gets in there. Uh, and the rest of the family are fine, fine. Fine with her being there. They probably should have exercised more caution, shall we say, about letting her in but the house. But you wouldn't though, would you? But Charles has got the right idea. I mean, like, she has had, you know, death stalk her at every turn. She's been prostituting herself across Somerset and London. Yeah, but you're not going to say, get out of my, don't, you can't come in. Go get out of my house. I mean, maybe the rest of the family were just kind of too scared of her. But she gets in. Charles obviously doesn't want her there. She's got her mother there. While she's there, she's plotting. She's plotting. And on the 9th of December, 1844... Her 72-year-old mother does become violently oh, ill. Oh, yeah. And on the 14th of December, drops dead. Well, that's not fun. Buried before Christmas Day, it is noted. Don't, don't interrupt Christmas. No, God, no. So now Sarah is Who allowed... Who the turkey? <laughs> She's now the only woman in the house. And that is a thing, apparently, that allows her to stay. Got a claim to the house as the only woman. Now, I couldn't find a a great deal of detail about this. I can only assume it's because, literally, women, they need to cook and clean. Well, I I think you're not wrong on that. Yeah, she's the the woman there who has to then look after the men. Exactly. In theory, I suppose, they're going out to work and... Well... I don't know, in the... Well, Charles is still there. In the cider mines or something. (laughs) (laughs) The cider mines! What are they underneath the ground for the good apples (laughs) that are protected by the mole people? (laughs) Pretty much. It's it's hard work down there. These men are looking after. (laughs) She's just been home, like, here's a shepherd's pie. How was your day? There were a lot of apples that tried to kill us. It's a dangerous job. So... She has a right to stay at the house. But Charles is still very annoyed with her and they fight all the time. They're always fighting. But he can't kick her out because she Mm. has a claim. However. 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 
Charles plays an ace when he announces that he intends to wed. Oh, I suppose uh, the eldest son sort of thing has preferentialness. And if he brings a wife back to the house, then Sarah is effectively redundant. She's out on her ear. What to do, what to do, what to do. Well, let's just see. They get through Christmas. Well, that's a good thing. They get through Christmas Day together. That's an uncomfortable meal, you can imagine. Staring at each other from across the table. (laughs) Carving viciously. But it was on Boxing Day. Boxing Day in 1844 that Charles is suddenly seized by a terrible illness. Oh, what a surprise. Oh, the cholera has befallen the house yet again. A doctor who examined him found him to be, and I quote, bitterly cold, vomiting and suffering from a weak heartbeat, yet a racing pulse. How can you have a weak heartbeat and and a a racing racing pulse? pulse? Yeah, I don't, same thing. I don't know. The guy probably was not taking his pulse correctly, <laughs> just putting it in different places. He was probably taking his pulse on his elbow. Or so. I see no signs of life. Oh, wait, this is really going a mile a minute. Either way, the doctor, let's, okay. let's not lambast this doctor too okay, soon, fine. much as I would love to. I'm sure it's just a, a weirdness of terminology that's changed over the years. Quite possibly. And it's Christmas and, and things happen. I he, think he had had a few too many cherries. Charles dies on New Year's Eve. Oh. Ring in the new year. Yeah, he did. He did. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Sarah thinks I shall have the cottage all to myself. She's a pirate now, apparently, yeah. as well. <laughs> uh, and all the leftovers as well from Christmas. But the doctor, the doctor who examined Charles, he is suspicious. Those damn doctors, they are generally suspicious people. They are, they are. It's inconvenient. And he decides to examine the corpse. Like, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm thinking you're a doctor. And you've actually noted down, I actually decided to examine this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, this seems very suspicious. This is this. I'm actually, I'm going to take a look at this person yes. <laughs> that I've been treating for the past six months. <laughs> we, do, we do have a go at doctors and briefly, I will be fair to them, briefly, because we know how we feel, I feel about doctors. You can't do a lot at the time when they're alive, but when they're dead, you, go nuts, go nuts, <laughs> examine the hell out of them. You know, he may have suspected things, but he was like, well, you're not going to fucking cure you. <laughs> Just die, and then I can sort <laughs> I can all, all of this out. the examining going on after then. Well, he does. He takes the viscera nice. from the corpse, and he sends it to an analytical chemist in Bristol. But I think this is interesting, because he's, he's sending and examining and doing this post-mortem stuff. And again, in the 1845, so we're pretty early on in terms of poisoning testing, this analytical chemist discovers arsenic in the intestines of Charles and in the liver as well and murder murder most foul is declared Sarah is arrested the bodies of her husband Henry and her son James are exhumed and yet more arsenic is found in their bodies daughter apparently they don't give a shit about (laughs) if she even existed yes (laughs) Sarah is hello hello I'm dead I'm haunted she's just there with a music box sort of turning it (laughs) la 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 Sarah is tried for murder. She's charged with four murders, but she's only tried for one count, that of Charles. And in 1845, she goes to trial. Her defence was, yes, there there may have been arsenic in their systems, but I didn't do it. Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. There's claims, and there's different accounts of her defence, that maybe some, that she had another brother who was poisoning people willy-nilly in the house. Right, the secret hidden brother that no one ever met before. The the accounts at this time obviously differ over the years, and there's another James, apparently, and whether that's a brother who actually existed, or they're getting that confused with the son. I, I, I go back to my point from last week. Do not call your children after yourself. <laughs> it's far too confusing. Exactly. She tries to put this uh, claim across, 
does not work. No one is buying it. The jury takes but 15 minutes and Sarah is sentenced to death. In response to this, Sarah says, oh, I'll try and do this in a Somerset accent. Go for it. Justice has not been done me. My life has been unfairly taken away. And she's dragged off to jail. While in prison, you'll like this, shades yeah. of some of our other poisoners as well, she somewhat resigned herself to her fate and she made herself a new cap. And she, Excellent. She told the female warders she was not going to go up there to the gallows looking a perfect fright. I, I'm all for her. <laughs> no, she wanted to be stylish. So on the day of her execution, Sarah ate a hearty breakfast. Well, good. Mm. Need an appetite for such a thing. And then she went to the gallows, said her prayers and uttered her last words. I am innocent as a lamb. Oh. And then she was hanged on the 23rd of April, 1845, in front of a reported 15,000 spectators. People did enjoy a hanging. They did. There were a lot of people at hangings. A lot of people going There was no TV. This is true. It was a thing. It was a thing. But, yeah, it seems excessive i mean it, it does it's sort of like the the family day out type thing um, <laughs> everyone goes down and it's yeah, like, that's, or a, that's we'll, a concert we'll, we'll take a picnic type thing and we'll get some cider no doubt and, and stuff like that and we'll have a jolly day we'll and have then, a very nice time absolutely yeah and then we'll watch someone mm, get killed at the end of it exactly we'll cheer yeah. the public executions they were a thing they were, there we well, go yeah. That is the tale of Sarah Freeman. Nice. I had I did not know any of that tale. There you go. From Thank Somerset. you very much, Master Tim, for sending us that tale. It was an excellent one. Indeed. I like that. I have a I have a postscript that I found that yes. was on one account, which I will read out verbatim, but was a claim that was made after she died. Because it for seems it. quite funny. On the Thursday after Sarah's execution, one George Davis made a statement which was published in the press telling how Sarah wanted to be with him in eighteen forty. They lived together for six weeks. Some three years later, after the death of her husband, Sarah wrote to Jules and suggested that she had money, including the £20 from the death club, on which they could get married. He replied that he was going to be working in Wales for a month and that when he returned, he would consider her proposal. She wrote again saying that she wanted to know his answer and that if it was negative, she would serve him the same trick as she had her husband. No, bollocks. (laughs) George sensibly wrote back saying he wanted nothing more to do with her. Sarah, however, made several attempts to find George and met with him in July 1844. She enlisted her brother to help find him in the pubs of Cheddar, where he was living. Right. Mm, Cheddar, lovely, cheese. Her brother reported back to Sarah that George would not see her and went to pick up a pint of beer that was on the table in the King's Arms where Sarah had been waiting. Sarah told him to put it down as it was for George and then picked it up herself and threw it into the fire grate. Earlier, Sarah had asked for a spoon and had been seen to mix something into the beer. Examination of the glass afterwards revealed a yellowish substance at the bottom. However, this was not reported to the authorities and no action was taken. Yeah. Seems very convenient. Mm, it does it? It seem incredibly convenient. <laughs> and I'm sure someone got paid handsomely for the story. So, what do you think of the story of Sarah Freeman? That's a good story. Yeah, I like that story. Right. I like the analytical chemist, the, yes. the viscera that was sent. Because, I mean, I, I grabbed my iPad because I was Googling something. Cause, so, that was 1844, 46, was it? 1844. 1844. Yeah. So, James Marsh had done his testing things in the 1830s. Yes. So, so this would have been eight years or so prior. Mm. Um, or after James James Marsh. So obviously this, I have no doubt his 
technique was used for, yeah. the, for the identification. It seemed, um, it seemed of, logical. Of the well, it seemed like it was all the rage as well. Yeah. Like probably people were going, yes, actually, send shit off. Send you know, it off. We, we, know what we, we know how to test it now. Indeed. Um, and we can get a positive result. So. And suspicion must have fallen on Sarah from everyone dying yes. around her <laughs> and her being miraculously fine. Yeah. Because that must have been, that must have figured in doctors' heads as well. Like, oh, you died of cholera. You died of cholera. You died of cholera. She seems to be she's, okay. Either she's some sort of, she's got an immunity that we need to harvest or is she well, killing people yes I mean there was the whole sort of like a typhoid Mary thing wasn't there mm. so but people do did have it and just did not get ill typhoid Mary kill a lot of people <laughs> she killed an awful lot of people um, <laughs> but she herself did not get ill she didn't get um, ill she was just throwing um, it into pies <laughs> so, um, she did so, typhoid Marys it's not really a poisonous story <laughs> but there we are no a good story I like that a lot if only they drank more cider well quite it would have solved all their problems shored up their immune system yes what do you think guys what do you think of the story of Sarah Friedman do you think she was crazy what do you think uh, her methods were in London as a prostitute that <laughs> got her chased out of town apparently was she really chased out of London well she left pretty sharp she, she pretty kept sharpish. trying to go back and they wouldn't have her <laughs> Things had a photo up or a, ske- a sketch of the train station. <laughs> a wanted poster. Yeah, do not let her in. Do not let her in. She's trying to shag everything <laughs> and she's not good at it. So hairy. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, do you have a favourite cider? Do you have a favourite cider wherever you are? Let's continue the cider conversations that we've had before. Yeah, we're getting into cider season. Cider season. Cider season. Should we do a hot mould drink? Oh, we certainly shall. We certainly shall. I think we should. When we come more into the season you're damned committed to November it is is too early it's October for Halloween Halloween you would have a hot spice cider I used to make that all the time well you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) well guys do send us more suggestions of seasonal I think you're obsessed with the seasonal thing I'm obsessed with the seasonal thing and I'm not going to let it go not going to let it go just really not so just do it otherwise we'll never hear the end of it send us seasonal suggestions of drinks and stories please do for October we've got a few spooky stories lined up but by all means send us more inspiration for the season or for Christmas Michaelmas as it approaches yes <laughs> do if you haven't already leave us a review on apple itunes massively helps us and any other podcast you listen to and if you do leave a review do us a favor please share them on social media because we don't always see the reviews and we love to share them we like to say thank you but in certain countries it doesn't actually show up on our no, phones we only see the uk ones because that's where we are so yeah we so we don't see the ones so do, do do post pictures of it. Send it to us. We we'd be delighted to see them. We Mainly want to give you we credit. Crave applause Great. and validation. So, <laughs> and if you have liked what you have heard, rambling. If it's your first time joining us, welcome to the Poison Cabinet. We do have a very exciting Patreon. You Yay. can join us there for more episodes, more rambling, and exciting things. And also because it is getting colder, check out our merch store. We've got hoodies on there now. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.